Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Dance, monkey, dance. This week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. Hey, John, you're back. I'm back. I've survived my transcontinental experience. <laughs> oh, traveling the world as you do for work. I know. It's so glamorous. Oh. So, so exciting. Everybody's jealous. Are they? No. <laughs> Getting to be in enclosed spaces with people that may or may not be vaccinated? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, the good times. Well, good. I'm glad you're back. I am, too. Glad you're safe. Yes. <laughs> so what's been going on? Oh, not not a whole lot. No? No. No. Just, no. you know, some some family getting COVID and, you know, shit like that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, keep you on your toes. Well, it keeps me wearing a mask is more than what it does for anything else. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's just been work and, and I've taken, I've taken the opportunity since you were going to be gone. We weren't going to be doing these shows to start learning some new software. Oh, okay. So I'm learning Unreal Engine. Ooh. Um, Unreal Engine 5 is basically what they make the Mandalorian with. Yeah. And so I am, there's a whole genre of like what they call cinematics with it. And the, the digital characters that you can get in their metahuman program look mm-hmm. so real that like you wouldn't be able to tell that you didn't shoot them on a real camera. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like totally customizable and it's a, uh, it's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I figured I'd just do something new. Yeah, those programs kind of overwhelm me. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I've opened Unreal Engine before and promptly closed it because I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And, like, you can stumble your way through some apps and kind of figure it out. But um, I bought some training for Unreal Engine specifically. So I've been going through that and the dude that uh i've been learning from is he's he's very well spoken and knows what he's doing so it's not one of those guys that there's a bunch of ums and ads and like double talk and you know he this dude just basically says okay this is what you need to do okay so if you want to do this and this is how we do this so it's been it's been an actual good training so yeah I bought training for like learning the program itself and then like specifically for cinematics because the main, the the main training is for like building games. Sure. 
So once I'm done with that, then I'll move on to the actual cinematic stuff and see what I can make. Oh, cool. But I mean, it's, it's amazing. Cause I, I've used cinema 4d for quite a while. Yeah. And one of the big problems is like you set it all up and then you have to render it to see what it looks like. And then you mm. make your adjustments and then you re-render it. And this is all real time. And it's got like a, a, a atmosphere and a sky object. And like you can, you can literally just pull the sun to the direction you want it. Wow. And when you get, when you get to the horizon, it turns yellow or turns like an orangey, like um, sunset or sunrise. Yeah. You don't have to like program it for a time of day. It just automatically does it. Wow. Yeah. You put in a cloud system and the clouds automatically move. Like it's fucking crazy. Wow. And it's all free. All of this shit is free. So figured why not learn it? Sure. Definitely. Don't know what I'm going to do with it, but something else I can put on my thing. Hey, build, build that, that toolbox. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. Well, I've had, I've had a, uh, interesting travel weekend. (laughs) Did you? I did. Yeah. So just to put it in perspective. (laughs) So on May 5th, I flew to the UK. Yeah. I was there for five weeks, Uh flew back to the U S I got on a ship for two weeks and then I got off and then I got on a different ship for another week and a half. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went home for four days and then I got on another ship and went across the Panama Canal and ended up in California. Yeah. <laughs> and I flew home last or two weeks ago, Saturday. And on Sunday, I flew to New York for two weeks. <laughs> so I've, I'm, I'm racking up the miles, but I can't say it's been a great experience. So how's flying been in the pandemic? Um, shoulder to shoulder. They're overselling every flight. Uh-huh. Um, Thursday night, Thursday afternoon, coming home. Uh, apparently, there was weather sitting off to the west of the airport. Um, never saw any indication that there was weather from the terminal. You know, looking outside at the not raining. <laughs> uh, but after sitting there for seven hours, they announced that our flight had been canceled and we could get in line for. Uh, rebooking that was uh, three hours. Fun. So, what time did they tell you that that it was canceled? Uh, about eight o'clock. Okay, so eleven o'clock, you finally get rebooked. Uh, no. No. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, looked at the line and said, "Fuck this! It's a corporate <laughs> trip. They'll take care of it." Okay. Then we had to go wait two hours to get our luggage back because they weren't going to give us our luggage back because we had checked in. <laughs> it's like you, we checked in. The flight's canceled. There are no flights leaving New York tonight. And you're telling me I can't have my luggage. Oh, Jesus. So that became a huge thing. Yeah, I bet. And, and eventually they, they were doing one bag at a time. Each person who went to the baggage office had to, like, scan their tags, and then they would drive out to the tarmac and find your bag (laughs) and bring it back. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) 
Which and this is Delta. This isn't fucking Spirit or Frontier. Which airport is this? This is LaGuardia. LaGuardia. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, couldn't find a flight out. Started looking at rental cars because myself and another guy were the last two to leave. Right. And you know people are texting us going oh you should try for philadelphia try for this it's like look we've looked at everything between here and baltimore <laughs> right now they're telling us we're not leaving till saturday wow <laughs> so um had to go back and and get a hotel room in the city and then try to deal with the corporate travel who apparently unless you're an executive they can't see all the flights available they only <laughs> see what's in your pay grade oh nice it's like, but I'm in the same software and I'm seeing, you know, here's a two o'clock tomorrow on Southwest that's nonstop. Right. Or I can take a seven hour flight oh, Jesus. from Newark that has two stopovers. And of it's course. like, it's a two hour flight. Right. And they probably fly you in the wrong direction for half of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of them was actually through Dallas. Oh, Jesus. It's like, you're fucking kidding me. That's further than Florida. When I when I flew home for my grandmother's funeral a couple of years ago, the cheapest flight I could get back went from Newark to Miami to Charleston. Jesus. So I had to overshoot my house by 600 miles and then yeah. fly back. Oh, my God. So, Crazy. yeah, it's fucked up. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, so I will say that I did fly Southwest. Have okay. not found Southwest since they had their reality show. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's general boarding. So based on when you book your ticket is when you're allowed on the plane, and you basically take any empty seat you want. Mm. Um, but and mine was like B forty six, and it went up to like C fifty. <laughs> it's like shit. oh, so I'm not even gonna get a fucking seat. Oh. But you at the gate for an extra forty dollars. You can go first. You can you can you can buy a position. I went third. Oh Jesus Christ! And I picked the seat the seat that's right behind the exit on the wing. Right. So there was no chair in front of me, <laughs> and nobody sat next to me. I'm like, and this is Southwest. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Anything to make an extra forty bucks, man. Yeah, but I, I tell you, it was worth it. I'm sure it was. Because every time I book now, I get the, oh, you can upgrade to Comfort Plus for seventy nine ninety nine. It's like, yeah, for an extra five inches of leg room, I think I'm good. <laughs> but this was totally worth it. Wow. Totally worth it. I still haven't approached Delta about their screw up and what they owe me at this point. Jeez. But it's about $700. Nice. Yeah. Tell them yeah. you want that in small bills delivered in a satchel to your front yes. door. Yes. Yes. Non sequential. Non sequential. That's right. I, I'd like them in $2 bills. Thank you. <laughs> I want them in nickels. Back the truck <laughs> <No>. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll open the garage door. Yeah. So, I mean, the way Delta handled this was bullshit. It's like we were getting texts every half hour. You know, it's like, oh, the flight's delayed. The flight's delayed. Flight's canceled. And then radio silence. Of course. They've done their there job. Was, They've told you. Yeah. There was like <laughs> one person at the terminal 
who was, you know, telling people that it's a three hour wait to rebook and there's not a lot of options and blah, blah, blah. And that was it. It's like, okay, so you knew there was weather sitting here all day. Right. And this was potential. Right. And you did nothing about it. Right. Don't try to be proactive about it. Yeah. Don't try to get ahead of it. And then after going down to baggage claim to try to get my bags, because I didn't know when I was leaving, (laughs) um, there was two people working the desk. Now, (laughs) I saw possibly 25 Delta employees checking in, you know, clocking in while I was there. Right. And nobody came out and said, you know, hey, here's the situation, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Well, that's not their job, man. You know how that works. I I do. You know how that works. They're all just like, no, let them fucking handle it. I'm not going out there with them crazy ass people. With those assholes. Yeah. Screw them. I don't want to get yelled at. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I finally got home Friday night. Nice. $70 $70 Uber ride, <laughs> which was nothing compared to the 143 to the airport from Midtown. That you had to do in both directions. Yes. <laughs> yes. Three, three ways. Three ways. To the yep. airport, back yep. to the hotel, and then back to the airport. <laughs> hey, not your money. Uh, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> not your circus, not your clowns. Uh, yeah. I wish somebody would own up to who owns the fucking clowns. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So now I'm home for a week. Nice. Uh, Trying to get used to my house. Still (laughs) standing, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't come home to like a moving van in the in the driveway. Or 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 some kind of like squatter in your bed. Yeah. No, I have cameras. I was checking on the place. <laughs> as long as I leave you groceries, it's fine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> don't don't leave a dookie in the toilet and you know, restock the beer. That's all there I care. There you go. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, good. We had a bunch of people die since you've been gone. We did? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um, Anyone good? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what you consider good. Um, <laughs> the The first person that passed away was Norm MacDonald. Yes. Who um, died of cancer. I don't want to say yep. after a battle because he has a whole thing about um, you don't die after a battle with cancer. Um, cancer doesn't win. It's a draw. Yeah. Um, but apparently he had cancer for nine years and didn't tell anybody. Wow. And then just passed away. Um, and then somebody who you and I watched on, um, blue collar, Willie Garrison passed away on blue collar this week. He played Mozzie. What's blue collar or white collar. I'm sorry. What's white collar. It's the show about um, the the guy working for the FBI. Yeah, I've never watched that. Yes, you have, because you were the one that turned me on to it. I did? Yes. No, you're full of it. No, I'm serious. No, you're lying. You're no. lying. No. With Matt Bomer? 
Yeah, no, never watched it. You were the guy that told me about it. I did not. Yes, you did. Why would I do that? I could. I I swear we've done podcast episodes a long time ago about. No. About white collar. Nope. 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 Have no idea what you're talking about. There's nobody else I would have talked to about it with. Yeah. Well, I I I think you're losing it. No, I think you just don't remember. I I don't. I I did not believe I have ever watched this show. Okay. All right. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. So So anyway, so he's dead. Ah, so, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so, yes. Um he passed away at the age of 56 or 57. Uh-huh. Uh he also died of cancer. So fuck cancer. Um, well, you just took all the steam out of my fucking thing. So whatever. <laughs> uh, whatever. You don't like Norm Macdonald. You don't know who Willie Garrison is. Well, I know who he is. I mm-hmm. mean, I've seen the pictures. Apparently, Sarah Jessica Parker is too broken up to acknowledge it. Well, I mean, he was. He seemed like a good guy. He he did a bunch of episodes of Stargate. Okay. Um. And he was always really good. Like he was always, he was always a fun actor to watch. And Mozzie on, um, white collar was like this paranoid thief who was always thought that everybody was out to get him. And it was just a genuinely fun, fun guy to watch. So, okay. Anyway, never mind. Closing that tab. Bye bye. (laughs) Anyway, that was that was it. Only those two people. Well, I thought I had written down somebody else, but I didn't. But they recovered. No. 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 Um. Did you hear about the dude from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Nicholas Brendan? Uh, no. So he's been in he's been in trouble with the law for a while. Okay. And apparently he did a he, he was arrested and did a stint in jail um, for for prescription fraud. OK. And since being in jail, he now claims that he is paralyzed in his genitals and legs. Oh, good God. Mm. Uh, apparently the 50 year old actor's manager and best friend, Teresa Fortier, has revealed Brendan is suffering from Claude Anique an ec, ecno, oh, what, okay Claude Equina syndrome, a rare but serious condition characterized by extreme pressure and swelling of the nerves at the end of the spinal cord. Hmm. Um, and somehow he got this in jail. Oh. Yeah. Is it contagious? Uh, so he's had back issues for several years and that was exacerbated when he suffered a fall in February. She insists that since the star's arrest and night spent inside jail during which he slept on a concrete floored cell, his problems have worsened. And now he has paralysis in his genitals and private parts. I didn't realize there was a difference between genitals and private parts. I mean, I thought, I thought genitals just kind of, you know, like, like referred to the area. 
Okay. You know, penis, testicles, whatever you want to consider the genitals, but like it, it is quoted as paralysis in his genitals and private parts. She's claiming that uh, during the arrest, they were not quite careful with his condition. It has aggravated the symptoms of the previous in- injury and paralysis is starting to reappear. Okay. Don't do prescription fraud. That's all I can say. That's right. Lay off the oxy. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Another fallen TV star. Ah, pity. I want to say that he... He also had some issue where, like, he uh, he attacked, like, a girlfriend or something. Um... And when I first moved to Charleston in Myrtle Beach, there was a convention that he was at. And like this was right after it all came out that he had like beat up his girlfriend and nobody went to his table. Oh, he just kind of sat there and it's like, well, don't be a douche. People want to come talk to you. So. You know, whatever. Wow. Yeah. Oh, how the Buffy stars have fallen. That's right. (laughs) So, yeah. While you were gone, um, I watched a movie. Have you ever seen the movie? It came out, I guess it came out last year called Lucky Day. No. It is, um, you really got to find it because it is um, a Roger Avery film who does like really bizarre films. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find where I watched it. Um, Oh, it's with Crispin Glover. So, and that's what I was going to talk about. So Crispin Glover is in this thing and he plays a French assassin, but it's what you would think Crispin Glover doing an over the top French accent would sound like. Okay. And it's hysterical to watch. Really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's, it's this, I don't want to give it away because there's, there's something that's going on in the movie that you don't really find out until the credits. Okay. Um, there's really odd choices in this. So one of the reasons I found this is because I had rewatched all of Stargate Atlantis, um, and one of the guys in it is an actor called David Hewlett and he's in lucky day as a gallery owner for an art gallery, but he's got a literal painted mustache on (laughs) There's They never call attention to it. They never tell you why it's just a choice that the director made for this actor. Okay. So it's this really bizarre bizarre movie but I think you would probably enjoy it because it's just kooky enough to keep your attention I think if it was trying to be a serious action film it would kind of fall on its face but it works somehow and you know it's got Crispin Glover in it okay I'm just not sure where I watched it (laughs) Interesting. Okay. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. No, granted, um, and, and 
IMDb, it's only got a 5.1 out of 10, but ignore that because, you know, people are strange. People don't understand what, like, they were going for. It's yeah. like a, it's like a tongue in cheek, like at least watch the trailer. The, the, the trailer will give you an idea of what it's like. And then after that, what you need to look up is, um, on YouTube, you need to type in Crispin Glover, clowny clown clown and watch the music video because apparently it's something that he wrote. And he made as a as a standalone video, and it is fucked up, man. Really? Yeah. Dude's kooky. Well, we knew that. I did not realize that he came from an acting family and that his father was in a James Bond film. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Danny Glover. A <laughs> little bit of a difference. He's the white sheep of the family. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Yep, Clowny Clown Clown will... Well, no, it's exactly what you would think would come from Crispin Glover. (laughs) All right. So, in your travels, have you gotten a chance to watch anything? Uh, Not while I was traveling, but... In the past two days, I finished What If. Okay. Um, I'm really impressed with it. I mean, I reading some of the episode descriptions, I wasn't all that interested. Like, I really didn't care about seeing, you know, zombies. It's like, oh, just jumping on the watch, you know, the Walking <laughs> Dead bandwagon. But that was a really good episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the way that all of these branches from the timeline intersect with things we've seen in the movies. Yeah. And, and I like, I, I like the fact that it's a lot of, you know, in the first one with agent Carter, it kind of retold the story of captain car of captain America, but from just that, that slight twist. Right. But then they went off in completely different directions of like, like here's the start of this but now we're just going to go off in a completely different like direction. Yeah. And so like the zombie one is, is a good example of that where you've got these characters that you know, and, but they're now in a position that you've never seen them in and it doesn't connect to anything else. It's just them having to deal with zombies. Okay. So, you know, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool that when uh, Banner lands in in New York City, it's that moment where um, this character Proxima Midnight, one of Thanos's mm-hmm. henchmen, um, has arrived, and you know they're going to kill the Avengers, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, and and they had Samuel Motherfucking L. Jackson. Yeah. But Robert Downey and Chris Evans couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really a strange and, you know, people were getting on Tom Holland for not doing it either. But apparently he wanted to and Sony wouldn't let him. Sony said that that was outside of the scope of the agreement and they wouldn't allow him to do it. But I thought the dude that they got to voice Peter Parker sounded enough like Tom Holland. Yeah. 
to to get away with it. Where like the one where it's Tony Stark gets saved by Killmonger. Mm-hmm. The the voice for Tony Stark is too high pitched. Yeah. And it doesn't it, it doesn't sound like Robert Downey Jr. No, it's an impersonation of Robert Downey Jr. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't work. No. So yeah. No, but I'm looking forward to the second half of the season. Did you see the Thor one? Yes. See, I thought that one was done really well. And it seems like there's there's two ways that they can go with this. They can leave them open ended or it can be all be building for to something. And I'm not sure which way they're going. Yeah, because it's really strange that like at the end of the last episode, you saw Ultron show up with the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. And the thing opens, but it's actually Vision. And then you're like, well, okay, where is this going? And then it just ends. Right. And it's like, well, wait, are we going to come back to that? Because I'd really like to know what's going on there. So. Stay tuned. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really hoping that it does kind of. But I mean, I guess if they, they've already announced a season two, which is going to be an interesting, delicate idea of if they do pick it back up, then they're going to have to get somebody to be Black Panther. Right. And, you know, I guess they'll just roll with it, but I don't know. Yeah. I really liked the Doctor Strange one. The uh, whole... The that- whole replaying history yeah. every time and every time she ends up dying but he thinks he's found a way to fix it and you know it's just fruitless yeah I mean I think that one was probably my least favorite out of them really yeah I liked I really liked the one where all of the Avengers kept dying yes and it turned out to be Hank Pym Yes. Like I really enjoyed that one. I thought like out of all of them, I've, that's probably what I'm leaning towards is like my favorite. Okay. But um they're all really good, which is amazing that they're firing on all cylinders that well. There hasn't been one where I'm like, "Oh, like this is just terrible." Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing a good job with it so hooray I mean it's just got to be like Kevin Feige's like dreams of like oh well we can tell all these alternate stuff now like we don't have to stick with what we've established right and they're like like what oh I don't know do zombies they're like really we can do zombies yeah sure why not right Nice. Um, I've also been watching Visions, Star Wars Visions. Yes. Um, not really getting it. <laughs> How many have you gotten through? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. I have two left. So we. I just watched the one about the little robot boy who wants to be a Jedi. Okay, so we're we're at the same place. Okay. Um, we decided my, my daughter who's a huge anime fan wanted to like binge the entire thing. And I was like, well, no, cause then that'll be over. And you just gotta like, you know, let it, 
let it sit for a little while. So, um, yeah, the little robot boy was probably the weakest one. Yeah. Um, come on, you didn't like the the rock band on Tatooine? It was all right, but the hut looked like Sigmund the Sea Monster. <laughs> like, well, what the hell? But they got Tamara Morrison to show up as Boba Fett. Oh, yippee. You know, and I think the thing that's really turning me off is the style of animation. Really? Yeah. Okay. If it were something kind of on the par with like Battle for the Planets and all that stuff I saw as a little kid, I think it would be better. But it's so herky-jerky and there's so many still frames with dialogue over it. And it's like, so you're really trying to cut uh, well, it's your costs here. It's true anime. It's not. That is what anime looks like now. Um, you know, when my kid watches uh, My Hero Academia or Demon Slayers, it's all the same kind of look. Okay. And I think when Lucasfilm went to the nine studios and said, you can do whatever you want. They wanted to infuse whatever their style was with Star Wars. Okay. And so sometimes I think it works. Um, but like the robot boy thing was the one where I was like, yeah, I'm not digging that at all. Hmm. I like the twins one where it was like, what if, what if Luke and Leia were like created for the dark side? Yep. Um, even though they weren't Luke and Leia, but it was close enough. They, well, I mean, at one point, I swear to God, the guy yells, says something about it's Leia. It's something like that. Yeah. I know what you're talking but about. But that was, no, and that was Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, was it? Uh, where was it? I just had it. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris and Allison Brie. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in an episode. Oh. I didn't catch that. Oh, no, I'm... Oh, okay. Lucy Liu's in it? George Takai? See, I thought it was George Takai. When I, yeah. when I heard his voice, I was like, that's... But I didn't think they were getting named people to actually show up in it. See, I didn't think that either. But then, like, Tamara Morrison showed up as Boba Fett, and I was like, oh, that's cool that they're, like, that that they're including people that were in Star Wars, but I never right. would have thought that Neil Patrick Harris was in it. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Chandler's in it? Karen Fukuhara? I, want, I wonder if this is the American cast. <laughs> Possibly. Because they really, I mean, they've got <clears throat> Japanese writers and Japanese directors and Japanese artists, and they're really, you know, being true to the anime. Well, and that's the thing about anime is that it's designed to be dubbed. Right. As, as much as they can. Yep. And so, like, the episode with the bride... 
uh-huh. where the Jedi girl and the, her master were both wearing like face masks. And it's like they're talking. And so, you know, they don't have to do mouth movements. They're just talking with a mask on so that you right. can just fill that in with anybody. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney was like, you've got to put this to as many people as you can. Yeah. You know, here's all the platforms, make it work because the part of the Disney plus thing is if you sit through the credits, there's always the 15 minutes at the end where it goes through all the different voice casts. Right. So, you know, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that like they got this, this many people. Right. David Harbour's in it? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I watched The Elder yet. If you're watching them in an order, you have. Which one was The Elder? Uh, the little freaky-looking samurai guy. <laughs> Come on, you know which one I mean. I'm, I'm looking for their... Who's there? Okay, episode guy. It's one with, uh, yeah, with James Hong. Oh, no, we haven't watched that one yet. Oh. Toby is the last one that we watched, T-O-B-1. Which was a little robot boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just, I, you know, it's just not tailored to me. No. And I'm fine and I'm good with that. No. And somebody on Reddit, I I think they were complaining about visions and somebody said, "Look, you got to look at Star Wars as a menu." Right. There's things there's things on it that you're going to want to try and you're going to be like, "Nope, I'm not going to order that again." And they're going to that same thing somebody else is going to order and they're going to be like, "This is the best thing ever." So, you know, look at it whether you like it or not and then just move on. That's it. Stop being a judgy fanboy. <laughs> Everything doesn't have to be tailored to you. No, no, not at all. And that's fine. I don't know that I would watch a second season of this. I don't know if it's doing well enough to warrant a second season. Well, I feel like this was a grand experiment of like, here's, here's what we want to try. We want to, we want to reinvigorate the animated, the animation side of this and what's really hot right now. Anime. Okay. So let's go to all these different studios and see what they can do. You know, I was surprised that they were like 18 minutes long and they're not half an hour. You know, I think the, I think the Tatooine Rhapsody one is like 13 minutes. So they're not, they're just telling a story. They're not having to pad it out or anything. Right. Which, I mean, being on Disney Plus, they can do. I mean, who cares? You're going to watch it and then you're going to move on. So, you know, I can definitely see why this wouldn't be for you. Because you're not in anime and it's very heavily Japanese, um, 
you know, it's inspired. So sure. Sure. And I understand that that's where George Lucas got a lot of his ideas and right. I, I, yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, just didn't, didn't speak to me. No. And you and know, it's not going to speak to everybody. Right. I mean, I did like um, that they're not they're not keeping it in the Skywalker saga right. version. Like there's that episode with the Jedi being called to the temple. And you find out that lightsabers have been around for thousands of years. And that there's a, a lightsaber smith that has created lightsabers for four sensitive people. Mm-hmm. That one I really enjoyed. I, I like the way that 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 all played out. And that's an open like they're all open ended of like, where do we go from here? And it's like, we're just going to go try to find this chick's father. Right. Are the is the is that the studio hoping they get a second chance to tell another story? I don't know. Hmm. But I thought that Maybe. it worked in like the realm of Star Wars of like, you don't have to doesn't have to be during the galactic civil war doesn't have to be during the resistance it doesn't have to be during you know just pick a just pick a story and go right and i i like that like i thought the village bride thing was interesting because it it dealt with um like warlords um just on on a planet it could have been any sci-fi story mm-hmm. and they just happened to add jedi to it right I don't know if they all need to be about Jedi either. I think there is some room in there to tell stories that don't have to do with Jedi. Definitely. But I mean, it, there's, I mean, one thing we know is that star Wars is just ripe for storytelling. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that when you're, when you're an anime studio that is presented with this and, you're taking your influence from Japanese movies and stuff. You're looking at samurai and you're looking at like, of course they're going to go for Jedi because they're using swords. Right. But I think there's a bigger world there that they could look at. That doesn't necessarily have to deal with Jedi or even the Hmm. force. Yeah. But that's just me. (laughs) Have you, I'm sure you haven't, but I will recommend it to you anyway. Have you had a chance to look at only murderers in the building? I haven't yet. Oh my God. It's so good. Is it? Okay. I don't remember. How do I put this? Um, Steve Martin for a lot of what I've known him from was like the clean cut comic guy. And to see him curse, is funny to me. Okay. Um, and I don't know why, but, um, it's, it's exceptionally well done for this quirky little TV show about a murder that happens. And then they do a podcast about it. And it's just, it's, it, it's Steve Martin and, um, what's, well, what's his up? Why can't I think of the other dude's name now? Martin Martin Short. Short. 
and Selena Gomez. And you would think that Selena Gomez might kill your interaction with the show, but she doesn't. It's this weird, quirky, like whodunit under the guise of like doing a podcast. And it's just really well done. So I think you should, you know, put that on your schedule. Uh, definitely. It's, it's definitely on my list. They're releasing it in a really odd way. Um, Hulu put it up in some territories like a week early. Okay. So when I went, it was, it was like the premiere, but you couldn't click on the actual episode. Okay. Like it was just a still. And then it said, Oh, that's coming, whatever this date is. So they were, they didn't release it across the world on the same day, which I thought was weird. Hmm. Okay. But it's, it's, it's fun to watch because Steve Martin plays a, a TV action actor from like the eighties. Okay. And he had like a, he had like a, um, he was a cop on the TV show. So, and that's like, you know, like the eighties where you were pigeonholed into something. So he hasn't really done much since then. And Martin short is a, is a Broadway show producer and they all live in the same building where this happens and they keep bumping into each other and they decide to work together to figure out who killed this person. Hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. It's got Tina Fey in it. Um, Nathan Lane is in it. It's, it's a lot of good actors that are kind of lending themselves to this. Oh, cool. And apparently it was, it was made by Steve Martin. So, okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'll definitely keep it on my radar. Yeah. My, my must see list. (laughs) Have you watched any of, um, Titans or Doom Patrol? Oh, I is Doom Patrol back already? Yeah. Oh crap. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've only seen the first three Titans. Okay. I think we kind of talked about this before. Yeah, I knew that you were watching them. I didn't know if you had been able to to catch up. Yeah. To it. I've caught up since I've been home. Okay. But I will. <laughs> promise. I promise. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, I've just been catching up on the, the usual crap that's on my DVR. <laughs> uh, two more episodes of Supergirl. <laughs> finished, lo- finished Lois and Clark, Clark and Superman. What the hell's it called? Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois, that's it. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, kind of an odd, happy ending to the season. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I feel like they didn't know whether whether or not they were coming back. Uh, yeah. And so they they wrapped it up but kept it open. Right. And I mean, I think I think it's better than most of the CW shows. Oh, leaps and bounds. I think they were able to to kind of pull back and and really like um save the season from early on. And kind of put things so that it all made sense later on because, you know, in the beginning of the season where there's this 
there's this black ball guy and you're there. The AI is calling him Luther, but you come to find out that he's from a different reality where Superman killed everybody. And right. They were able to take it and, and set it in a direction that made it enjoyable. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of happy with the way it turned out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely satisfying. It just felt like that, that they weren't being renewed in the way that everything got really wrapped up nice and neat. And yeah. So yeah, everybody's happy. It's all like, you know, even, even what's his name? Steel gets his daughter back at the end and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that it, I'm glad I watched it. I don't know if I'll watch a season two. Yeah. And I'm still slogging through, um, legends of tomorrow. <laughs> so I just canceled the damn show. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, have you been watching Wellington Paranormal? No, I haven't. No? No. What We Do in the Dark? No. Really? Yeah. Both of them are just so absurdly funny. <laughs> okay. That it's crazy. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> They're just crazy. I mean, I think we talked about Wellington Paranormal, but I don't think all of the seasons are on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Which is where I think I have it, like, bookmarked. Because it's like three seasons or something, right? Uh, I'm not sure which one, because I've been watching it on Fox or something. Oh. Um, Some. Let's see. Is this, yeah, Wellington Paranormal. Oh, they have two seasons now on here. But there's only like six episodes per. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Wellington. Paranormal. Let's see. Um, well, okay. This. So, so HBO Max does not have all of the episodes, and there's only two seasons. Oh no, there's four seasons, apparently. But like, why won't you show me season one? Like season. Okay, so they have all of season one and they only have half a season two. Oh. Well, they're missing two from season two. So I don't know why, but there's apparently two other seasons. So. I mean, it, it, it's very Kiwi. Okay. You know, it's very, based in New Zealand and there's a lot of regional jokes and stuff but some of it is just so absurd <laughs> you know they they 
somebody is is cloning one cop to make a super army and he's kind of an idiot and uh there was one whole episode where there were uh swinger ghosts from the 70s haunting this house um yeah and then what we do in the shadows is is still funny to me are you watching the american version or the the american version okay Yeah, I'm not sure where I would even watch. Unless it's on Hulu. Uh, it's FX and Hulu. Uh, so then it, it's probably on Hulu then. Yeah. Um, let's see. It says to watch, go to ABC. What? <laughs> okay. What about more watch options? Hulu, season one two, through three on Hulu.com. Is that all they have out? I don't know. Four. So they haven't put the new... No. That's 2022. So maybe... Okay. Maybe they, they only have those. Okay. <clears throat> I think I watched the first episode of What We Do in the Shadows, and I don't know whether I got into it or not. Mm. Not enough to like make me watch the next one. Apparently, okay. So I don't know. I mean, it like it's very absurd. It's it's out there. It's probably Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement getting stoned and saying, <laughs> "What do we do this?" Because <laughs> it has that feeling to it. Oh well, you know. Um, but yeah, it might be worth a second watch. Okay. Um. When I was out in California, I may or may not have seen Taika Waititi drive by me on a golf cart. Oh, really? He's filming a series uh, at Warner Brothers. Is that the reservation whatever? No, it's called Our Flag Means Death. Oh, okay. Uh, the year 1717 wealthy landowner has a midlife crisis and decides to blow up his cushy life to become a pirate it does not go well <laughs> uh, stars Fred Armisen Leslie Jones Taika and was uh, Taika the only one that you saw well okay so here's what happened so I knew that they were filming and I saw a, uh, a golf cart with a pirate flag go by okay and there was a woman driving and there was a guy in the seat. And then when the flag, when the cargo came back, minus the guy, it had a piece of paper on the front that said Tykes. Oh, okay. So that could have been him. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Brushed with fame. Ooh. So you didn't get to chat with him is what you're saying. I didn't get to chat with well, him. Well, what the no. fuck, man? No. No. <clears throat> I did get to sit in Sheldon's spot again. Did you? I did. So, so do they, is it actually in a soundstage or did they just take everything and recreate it somewhere? It's in a building purposely built for that. Okay. So the first you go in and there's, you know, gift shops. Right. Um, 
and then there is the uh, um, the coffee bar from Friends. Right, Central Perk. Central Perk, and then the next room is is um, Sheldon and Leonard's apartment, and then there's the hallway with the broken elevator, and there's a little section of the cafeteria. Oh, okay. I mean, that's cool. I mean, I guess it's it's the real stuff, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, one of the guys there was telling me about the friend set in the in the back corner on one of these tables is a uh, a stained glass lamp. Okay. That was used in Casablanca. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Do they want it back? <laughs> <laughs> so you did like the VIP tour. No, I just did the the general schmuck tour. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Because they're not doing the VIP tour because of COVID. Oh, fucking COVID. Nobody's nobody's doing the VIP tour. Oh. I will tell you though that they've got a much better backlot than Universal. Really? Universal was like a two-hour tram ride, but you go through the old attraction so there's jaws there's the flash flood Mm -hmm. can't remember what else was there and then you drive through the kong attraction which is the same attraction we have in florida only it's not a standalone (laughs) and then you drive through the um fast and furious attraction which sucks right and it just seemed really stupid to have two screen attractions like one after another Well, the problem that I always had with that is like when I was a kid, my parents took us to see relatives in California and they took us to Universal. Mm -hmm. And when we went on the back lot, everything that we saw, you were like on the actual location where they shot stuff. Right. And now they've packed shit in there so tightly Mm -hmm. that you literally go past like a little section of um of Whoville from from uh Grinch It's Still Christmas and that backs on to like the Bates Motel. Yeah. And then you well, go up and around the house and then you're at the plane crash site from More of the Worlds and it's just all like shoved together. Yeah. And it's all it's all garbage. Yeah, it's not like these weren't the actual locations, and the Grinch set finally eroded away, so they had to take that out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's just not that impressive, and I was kind of interested in doing their VIP tour because I want to see the Phantom of the Opera soundstage. Yeah. Um, but again, they weren't doing that because of COVID. Oh. Um, but coming from like the Florida theme parks to go to the California theme parks, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. major letdown. <laughs> really? Major okay. letdown. And uh, a friend of mine who I'd worked with at uh, Hollywood Studios was working at Universal, just happened to be working that day. Oh. Uh, Marilyn Monroe told me where to find him. <laughs> <laughs> as it as it happens. As it happens. Um <clears throat> But he was uh, in a window in New York Street yelling at people. Nice. (laughs) 
and I saw him earlier in the day. Then I saw him later in the day. He's like, you're still here? What, have you done everything like 10 times? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was, you know, it was vacation. It was stupid. (laughs) It was touristy. I think I I did everything except Jurassic Park because that had a line. Oh. And I said, fuck that. I even waited for uh, uh, Waterworld. Really? Waterworld's a classic. <laughs> it is. When that plane comes flying over the wall. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's been there for a long time, too. Yeah. Although it did feel that they cut back on the staff. It uh, felt like I'm there sure. were fewer people in the cast. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it was a typical stunt show. You know, there's jet skis and there's uh explosions and there's a firefall and you know <laughs> and then a big plane comes crashing through the set yep <laughs> so yeah good times did you go to any actually filming locations in the area uh i went to doc brown's house uh-huh the oh, what do they call that it's the um yeah that one fuck i can't think about it now it's in pasadena right it is in Pasadena. Yeah, it's and it's like a it's like a museum or something. Uh something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I got there after it closed. Oh, but it was still cool. Okay. And um, where else did I go? Did you walk down the street where like they filmed like Teen Wolf and Back to the Future and Nightmare on Elm Street and like no, there's one road in L.A. that like. If you walk down both sides of the street is another like movie house, but it's like a regular neighborhood. Yeah. No, I did go back to see the Brady Bunch house. The fences are down. Oh, did you knock on the door and ask for Alice? Yeah, she was drunk. Got a little handsy. Be like, hey, I want to see this redesign to make it look like a shitty house in the 70s. Right. Yeah. Um, What else do I see? I don't know. I went to Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, I, I went to the Hollywood Wax Museum. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some of them were pretty good. Yeah. Majority of them were like, who is that? <laughs> um, but there was like no security inside the building. And it was pretty much you could do whatever you wanted to the figures. Nice. Um, so yeah, so, you know, Admiral Akbar may or may not have slid down Jennifer Aniston's top. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was very interesting for being, you know, I was, I wanted to do something incredibly tacky and boy, that was it. Well, there you go. That was it. Um, but yeah, good trip. Well, that's good. Sounds like you had fun. I did. And that's all that's important, right? That's right. Life's too short. <laughs> Life's too damn short. That's right. So, uh, yeah, there you have it. Cool. What do you think about William Shatner going to space? <laughs> Why? <clears throat> so apparently in October... William Shatner will explore the final frontier in a Blue Origin rocket. So I guess he's getting fired off in the big penis rocket. Because that's the Blue Origin one, right? Yeah. Um, 
the original series star. Uh, let's see. This is all fluff shit. Uh, the trip is the only natural progression from the zero G flight that William Shatner took with fans back in 2017. He's set to actually leave the atmosphere in October. He will be part of the second crew of the New Shepard rocket ship, which is run by Blue Origin, the suborbital flight space flight service company founded by Jeff Bezos. Mm. Um, the flight will be taking place 55 years and one month after William Shatner first debuted as Captain Kirk. He is now 90. Um, he's actually Aren't going to be afraid that when he hits zero G's, his brain's going to slide out of his nose. Well, he's going to break the world record um, because the oldest guy before this was 82. Oh, I mean, it's a suborbital flight, so he's not right. actually going into space. Right. He's going high enough to feel not really zero G, but less gravity, and he'll be able to float around. Right. I just don't know what he's trying to promote in order to do this. Uh, apparently it's a documentary. Oh, yes, never mind. That was the next line. So, once again, we... we have children starving in the country but <laughs> let's spend you know 50 million dollars for a goddamn novelty space flight well and like so he's been popping up a lot recently and I'm not really sure why um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the videos on YouTube but GQ will do like um, they'll sit down with an actor and go through his filmography and the, the actor will tell you like about that particular role. And instead of that for Shatner, they sat him down and showed him impressions of, um, of people doing Kirk pe impressions, people doing Shatner impressions. Okay. And to which he basically in pure Shatner way, like, I don't know what he's doing. Why is he doing that? That doesn't sound like me. And at one point, um, you, the, the producer says, well, what do you think about this? And, and, you know, Shatner looks at him and says, don't make me angry. And like, they do that a couple of times for like comedic effect, but like he's popping up more and more now. And I'm not really sure what's in, in his stable that he's trying to get back out there. Unless he's just like, look, I'm 90, uh, throw money at me and I'll do it. I, I don't know, but does he have kids? They're probably grown and dead by now. <laughs> I mean, He's didn't bored. he had a wife that like drowned in a pool or something? Didn't he? Was that him? I thought so. I thought, I mean, and then like, because I watched that, you know, YouTube then goes and, and like recommends a bunch of shit for you to watch. Right. And one of them was a Saturday night live skit that he did where they turned the enterprise into a, um, seafood restaurant. Okay. It was really bad. So I'm not, I'm not sure what the fuck is going on here. Hmm. He's got a credit for 2021 for the WWE pay-per-view network. Where okay. he, I guess he was himself at WrestleMania. I, I don't know. Maybe it's that senior moment movie. Did that come out? Oh, I guess you can watch it on Prime. Never mind. 
So it's not that. I don't know. It's one of those guys that just needs to fade away. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least he's not Giuliani crazy yet. <laughs> well, that you know of. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, let me see. I thought he had... Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, he's been married four times. He's got three kids. And one says, oh, he's getting divorced from the the most recent one. Oh, they well, have, that's why he's doing this. They have filed for divorce. Uh, let's see. Buried. No, it doesn't say what she died of. But I thought I thought this was the one that like drowned in a pool or something. Yeah. Died on August 9th, 1999, drowned in a swimming pool. And he, like, found her or something. Oh. Well, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a good track record with women, so... Right. You know, I'm surprised there aren't more stories about inappropriate behavior by him. (laughs) You think he was, like, super handsy? I think so. I mean, you can... It feels that way, definitely. I mean, doesn't it? Or maybe it's just Denny Crane from Boston Legal that, you know, (laughs) that was his, uh, I don't know, his bad boy face. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe it's just like before the Me Too era where, well, I don't know, because maybe they just want to pick on a 90-year-old. I don't know. But poor Bill Cosby. Is Bill Cosby 90? He's up there. Is he? I really don't want to type him in my search browser, so. No? No. Nah. I will. <laughs> uh, born in 1937. So what does that make him? Old. 1937, 2021, he's 84. Okay. So not quite as old. But, I mean, I would assume that if if Shatner was drugging people and then raping them, you'd probably hear about it. If he was just getting handsy going, do you know who I am? <laughs> hey, you Laura, come here. I got something to stick in your ear. <laughs> I kissed a black woman on TV. Yeah. Well, you'll get to watch him go in the space in October if he survives that long. <laughs> Great. I mean, at 90, it's really like just a matter of time, right? Right. So, right. You know. Oh. <laughs> Uh, good times. Yeah. All right. You got anything else for this week? <sighs> no. No? No. That's enough catching up. All right. Fine. Be that way. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. 
can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all that good shit and let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Don't forget your mask. Don't forget your mask.